Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Morning Woods podcast. And uh, not in studio today, but via Zoom, I have a very special guest. This guy has a huge YouTube channel. He's very popular on YouTube, and you should definitely go and check out his content. Uh, but it's the creator of the Joke World channel. Would you like to introduce yourself, my dude? What's going on? My name is Jake Frombach. Uh, excited to be on the show, and thank you for having me. Dude, thank you for being here. I watch your stuff all the time, and I was just thinking about stuff to talk with you about uh, because I've kind of been studying your channel a little bit. But um, it's like a it's a very niche market, obviously, um, yeah. but it's something that's really taken off. And I think it's something that people people need people who like me, who are fans of comedy, but who also have a life um, outside of listening to podcasts and everything. It's really nice to have someone break down the best of the best and uh, all the all of my favorites, uh, just the compilation videos and also the news that you're doing. It's amazing, dude. And who knew that this would be a job? Right? Did you ever think that, like, it's hilarious? I, but there's a lot of comments about it because I guess uh, at some point on this past weekend, Theo Vaughn had a pretty famous, like, line or joke about, like, how kind of stupid podcasts are in general, and that one day there would probably eventually be a podcast about podcasts. And uh, people commented on the news thing all the time because it is kind of, it is dumb in a way, but also it's like, if you're a fan of one of these guys that are in the compilations or, in the podcast that we cover on the channel, then you're probably a fan of these other 15 people, you know? And so I'm just trying to make like a, uh, like a watering hole where you can come and, and talk about all these different people because they relate to one another. They go on each other's shows. They're, you know, there's a dynamic there. Yes. Before you probably have to go individually to everyone's channel and they're, you know, not really a place to just comedy fans of all these different comedians are in kind of the same group just to come together and be able to interact, uh, talk about their favorite comedians or stuff going on, just kind of all in one place. So that was always the vision, but it's um, just recently in the past few weeks or months, I'd say, like it's especially the news over the compilations have really been taken off. So that's cool to see. I think it's awesome, bro. I, I love that you've found something uh, within the business while you're also a comedian, right? You also do clean up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you post some pics and stuff with some uh, with some bigger people. So it's just cool that you get to be involved in the business while also on the come up as a stand up, right? Yeah, so, for sure. It's an opportunity you've created for yourself, though, which is dope. Yeah, I think um, I'm trying not to really mix like my personal stand up in in with the page. I, it's more something that I like to do just to uh, you know stay up to date, be able to relate to these comedians when I'm talking with someone like yourself or like on my own podcast when I'm interviewing someone on Zoom and I just love to get up there and and be on stage that was something I was doing before Joke World but I don't also I want to be careful to not be like oh now I have this uh platform of people that I'm you know helping see all these comedians that they love all in one place I don't want to just start throwing my stand up on top of that you know so I'm still mainly keeping that uh trying to keep them separate if, if that makes sense no that does make sense and how can i follow your other page do you have like a personal page where you're also working this stuff out because i obviously found you through youtube videos and then through instagram from the clips but uh is there somewhere people can find you specifically that way they can watch your journey and your stand-up because i'm interested in that too i was trying to find your name and i was trying to dig on you a little bit and try to find out who you are but it was it's kind of yeah, my so my personal Instagram is uh, private right now, but if you want to go follow it, that's where I post some uh, pictures and stuff from stand up. I haven't honestly like once Joke World kind of started, I haven't really been 
feel like my own social media presence like that, that strongly or, or posting things myself, just because it takes a lot of work to, um, to be running an Instagram, trying to get TikToks up, and then also the edits that take so much time to come through yeah. all these podcasts. So as the channel gets more success and I have kind of stepped into this role as more of a commentator and editor, um, posting stuff myself has kind of taken a backseat. So, I mean, I go, I film all my sets and stuff, but right now I think, I don't know, you could follow my personal account and there's some pictures from years ago doing stand up, but I don't know if I, there's not a place that I've been currently uh, posting material. Well, I like what you're doing. First of all, I like how humble you are about the fact that you have this channel that's like in growing like wildfire and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to put my own stuff out there. That's incredible to me. Um, and, and it's also just, it just shows your character that you're just doing it for the love of the comedy, bro. And that's what we're all really here for. Like we're fans of it. Like we want to be in the business, but if you could find a way to work in this game without, while you're on the come up, right? Cause it takes five, 10 years. Sometimes we're not all TikTok stars. We're not all Chris Rock or, or Chappelle where we're just going to get noticed like that. So it takes a long time, I think, in this, to get a foothold in this business. So it's, I just think it's awesome, bro. And it's really humbling to hear you, you know, with all the numbers that you're doing, just say like, I don't really give a shit about my own stuff. I'm just going to continue to make good content for people who love comedy. And that's just, I just want to say shout out to you. That's fucking great. I appreciate that. That, uh, that feels good to hear, but I mean, I think it's, um, it's the purpose of the whole channel. You know, I feel like people need a place to go be able to talk and discuss about every, every comedian all at once. And, uh, like I said, like in the beginning, I want to make like a sports center for, for comedy or for comedians. And I think, um, I don't think it would be possible or as successful or maybe as easy if I wasn't, uh, tied to the industry in some way, at least, you know, have been on stage plenty of times and get the process of writing a joke or, or into going on stage and, and stuff like that. I don't know if that would have, uh, it would have worked out as well. So, I mean, it's all, it all plays in and, just if I'm not posting my own stuff, that doesn't mean that it's not important to keep going out there and, uh, you know, being able to feel what it feels like to be a comedian. Yeah, it's different. It's something that I've tried to describe it to people before, but I have a hard time verbalizing kind of the feeling that you get when you have a really good idea or a really good joke. And, uh, and it, especially if it's like a brand new joke and you're like, oh, wow. And it just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's so hard to describe. It's a drug. It's like heroin. It's so addictive, um, but you can't, you can't really tell people about it. <laughs> you know? No. And just like when it works too, like when you're in a room and you get that, that laugh from a bunch of people, you're on the stage and they're, you're made nervous. No before idea they all, yeah. It just all goes away. And I think a lot of that, like, like you said, they have no idea who you are. I wonder what it's like, you know, being one of these touring really well-established comedians that might be on the news updates or something like that because going into a club where everyone is a fan of you and is excited to hear what you have to say and knows your whole backstory in a lot of ways it's got to add some pressure but also take a lot of it away versus you know going up exactly. no one knows yeah. who you are yeah that's uh that's cool shit it does it takes a lot of it away and i think that some comics get uh kind of caught up in that fame in that um in that success where they laugh at everything you say or just your personal experience becomes a joke because people think of you so highly that just everything you say is is relevant and funny 
And uh, I think that as a comedian and as as a person in their shoes, you know, with this massive success and, and they're, they're touring and they have, they have these huge podcasts, I hope that there's some level of like integrity within them where they're like, yeah, but that's not funny. Like I have to keep trying and I have to keep working this. And then like uh, the people who are doing that, I think are the ones who are staying relevant and who are, who are going to continue to uh, kind of break boundaries in this game. So I, I, yeah, I think it's a, it's definitely a, a balance that they have to find. Uh, I, I don't know, looking from the outside, looking in, that's just what I think. But it's got to be hard, right? Like once you reach a certain level, like something that I hear uh, Rogan talk about a lot is that he still goes into clubs and, uh, and works out in these smaller clubs in Austin. But if you were that big, if you were like Dave Chappelle level, where you, you got to bring bodyguards with you everywhere you go, like how are you supposed to just, you know, be able to go anywhere and, and work out new jokes and and without there being like 2000 people that paid a lot of money and i mean that's just got to be hard i guess technically you could pop in anywhere but it's it's when you're that big to the point where you have to like people will freak out if they see you that's got to be think, just different it's well, be I'm, I'm from dayton i'm from dayton ohio so i think i don't know how it is in austin but i know dayton's a small town and dave does a lot of like shows here in town and I think a lot of the times before, during, and after, while those stages are set up, he does time for people, and he does like, he does. Sm- I've just heard like you know he'll do like smaller gigs and just like go up and do some time for people in the middle of the day on a stage at his farm. So he definitely, awesome. yeah, he definitely works out, and I'm sure I'm sure Rogan probably has places where he knows it's like a Wednesday and no one's there or whatever, or maybe they do. Maybe they do only want to do these jokes in front of massive crowds because they're going to be going to arenas and stuff. I don't know what that level of comedy feels like or even how to how I would. It's going to be insane. Yeah, I don't know how to approach it. <laughs> no, I don't know either, but that's sick that he just puts on people like shows for everyone in Dayton. I mean, that's a whole nother. I think it's you can only do that if you live, you know, secluded from like an L.A. or, or a New York in a place where the whole community, it seems like, has his back. And yeah, people don't really give a shit if you're famous around here. There's a lot of like yeah. authors and like um, a couple of movie stars who live here in Yellow Springs and like Dayton area. And I don't know. It's just a low key town. It's almost like it's actually it's I like doing stand up here because it's hard. It's like everyone's very it's hard to make people laugh. It's a tough town. And yeah, so I feel like uh, people tell us that, too, like me and other comics from Dayton as we go like regionally and, you know, other state to state in different places they're like oh you guys have this like certain style of humor you guys are just and i think it's we're dark it's a we're a little bit dark and we like want to push people's buttons it's just that midwest kind of yeah. stuff. We're all doing Chappelle. we're all just doing tech. that's what it is <laughs> that's hard to that's hard to do i mean yeah, I'm just kidding. But um, it, we do have it is like a harder mentality here i don't know it's almost like a, a detroit or something or you know i don't know if you know anybody from sensi but they're they're a little more like liberal there and like kind of open-minded to stuff and they let you kind of speak your mind and you can do some more whimsical really well thought out stuff if you go to stages in sensi but in dayton it's like you got to be like pow 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 like club comic like really old school style to get people to to laugh at these mics so it's different. Have you ever gone up and performed in Cleveland? No, I've never been to Cleveland, but I hear good things about hilarities. Have you ever been up there? Yeah, that's where I'm from originally. So I, uh, I lived there until about a year ago when I moved to, I live in Tampa now, but um, yeah, hilarities is fun. I've performed there twice on like different tournaments and whatnot. 
like got to go on their main stage, which is pretty, pretty sick. And uh, they always have great acts coming in too. But then there's also a really good open mic scene um, in Cleveland. Obviously it's just like this Facebook groups getting there and then yeah. some bar shows and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I haven't been to Dayton or uh, Cincinnati for comedy, but I've, I've driven through both those. My dad's from Cincinnati too. So okay. um, cool. yeah. yeah. Since you Bengals fan? Nah, I don't really watch football, man. I'm not oh, really, really. I like combat sports, and uh, okay, I think I like combat sports because like you don't have to know any backstory. I don't have to buy any jerseys. I just show up, and these two dudes duke it out, and it's like <laughs> it's over. That's I get to go true. home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's some combat going on in football, kind of like hockey. not direct, but there's right. some big collisions. I mean, the, I love the it. I respect the almost game. killed their quarterback the other week. That's pretty really. Combative. Yeah, dude. This Tua, he uh, he had a concussion the week before, then got hit again, and his his fingers like curled up. It was like it was disgusting, dude. Like he was like knocked out. Have you seen the newest Stranger Things series where they get like crunched up and all their bones go? Yeah, wild? that's what he looked like. It just like oh, it was disgusting, dude. That's crazy. Imagine <laughs> getting hit that hard, bro. <laughs> Fucking. You just on national TV, person. it was a primetime game, too. Did you just start talking with an English accent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Oi>, mate, <laughs> is this football? <laughs> start kicking the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just fucking. <laughs> it's the wrong game, then, is it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, terrible, bro. I can't believe his fingers curled up. I'm gonna have to watch that when we get done with it. Oh, if my um. If I would have planned this a little bit better, I could have probably had my technical guy here and probably pulled up. I've never pulled up videos via Zoom, though. I don't even do Zoom podcasts. I just really wanted to talk to you. And I've done them like two or three times out of the 60-something episodes that I've done. But, so I'm not sure if you can do that. But I like to do that during the live show. I just think it makes it a little more dynamic for the viewers to kind of pull stuff on screen and have the camera going back and forth and shit. So. Next time I'm home for a while, what is that, like a three-hour drive? Maybe I could come down. Dude, that'd be sick. Uh, yeah, maybe we can get a mic or we can hit a mic or something while you're here. That'd be really fun. We should do that. <laughs> the local club here, downtown Dayton, it's called Wiley's. It's the oldest club in Ohio, uh, in the Midwest, they say. But they have a great Sunday show. It's usually sold out. It's like 200 okay. people. Um, but that's a good one to get on, and you can talk to this guy, Michael. Well, I can send you the info, uh, and maybe you can just book that next time you're in Ohio, and that, that'd be cool. Something we can do on, like, a Sunday, and then it's, like, two minutes from my studio. So, it's, Yeah, that'd be safe. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We should, yeah, we should, we should actually do that because I'll be home for the, for the holidays. It would be pretty soon, actually. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm off in the winter, too, so I was thinking about I was thinking about going to, like, Texas for a week or maybe New York or something because I have a few months off. I don't yeah. know where I want to go, but I want to go somewhere where I know someone and I have friends in New York, but yeah, I'm going to get on Kill Tony. I just want to go down there, know, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. go in on an Airbnb with a couple of fucking podcasters. We go vlog it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, that, that sounds amazing. Cause I've, I've wanted to go hit up New York or LA for a while now, just to see what interviews I can get like in person. Cause I actually, I plan to do all mine in person because it's just so much better. Like it's funnier. It's, it's just better. People en enjoy watching it more. I think, I think the actual person that you're interviewing actually takes, gets a better impression of you and they're mm -hmm. going to remember you later down the road in the business too. If you're face to face, yeah. shake their hand. Yeah. Yeah. You're like meeting them. And so I, I uh, originally only want to do all my interviews uh, in person. So I, I flew out to Austin during one of their comedy festivals there to talk to Hans Kim and try to get some more, 
um, meeting set up there. So I wanted, to get, I wanted to go do that in New York and Los Angeles too, but it just made more sense to be able to hit up these people on Zoom. I feel like some of the people I've talked to might not have done it if it was in person, but they would like in Zoom, if that makes sense. No, it definitely um, makes sense, yeah. But, but like, I do want, I've been like, I want to go do another trip. And the Austin trip was so much fun. Like, it was during a festival. Which makes sense. What's that? Was it Skankfest? No, it was um, it was like a Just for Laughs uh, Moon Tower Comedy Festival. I I don't know. I think it happens every year down there. But this year, I I just went for like five days, and it's like a two week thing. But I got a, a five day pass, and I went by myself. Complete. It had a hotel room, and for from like three p.m. to like two a.m. every single day was just comedians doing different shows shows together live podcasts like just regular stand-up stand-up on the spot with jeremiah watkins like all these different cool events in like five or ten different venues you could walk around to it was so much fun it was the most comedy i've ever seen in my life probably all put together in like five days because it was 12 hours for like five days in a row just complete different people different acts it was awesome and then the other days you saw some people doing the same acts so you got to learn kind of about what they said differently on the day before saw a lot of crowd work with these like like upper echelon comedians and it was like one of the biggest learning experiences i think ever going to a festival like that but austin itself so much fun i would definitely recommend doing that dude there's something to be said just about watching you know very professional people do what they do best yeah versus going up on stage and i'm not saying you don't want to get your ten thousand hours and you don't want to go and and study all these people um but yeah just watching them in general and not even being on the bill sometimes is a better like i've yeah. seen i've seen rogan uh I, I saw and then i saw uh hinchcliffe and santino open for him at the chicago theater a few years ago and then dude it was such a crazy show i've seen i just saw segura a few months ago i just saw burlesque like two weeks ago when he was in sensi so it's like sometimes for me just like watching Andrew Schultz do special uh, or something like that will, will cause me to like write a joke or to be inspired even more so than going and just just trying my own new shit. It's like it, it also helps to know what works. You're like, OK, like this is, you know, you're, we're not stealing. Right. Obviously. So don't take me wrong when I say what works, but like success leaves clues. So it's like the, the art itself watching all these different people from different worlds perform and getting to go for four or five days like that, bro. I'm sure you just soaked up so much of the business that it's just like ingrained in you in a weird way, like something subconsciously like, right. You'll never forget that weekend. I'm sure. And I think that honestly, like the next time I went to like an open mic, got on stage after that, I feel like I had so much more confidence that because I just, it's just crazy to see these guys do the same set one day and then the next day is well oh the screen just went black i don't know if you can still hear yeah i think we've probably been going for a half hour my displays uh oh you're back there we go yeah that display on that i told you got that new camera uh, a little yeah. box on my face and shit looks good though right you like the pump it looks kind of sick it looks like a like an after effect you like this I like the jack lantern. Stayed up all night carving this for you. So <laughs> hopefully you, you gotta keep it in there until it's completely rotten now. Well, I was gonna take it back home, put it on my porch. I got a couple more episodes and I'm gonna film with it today and then yeah, I don't think the owner of this building would be very happy if I uh <laughs> if I get the rotting pumpkin inside of his <laughs> I work here, uh, but I don't own the place, so 
I don't want to do that. that yeah, I put a little candle in there and everything. Oh, the twinkle in my eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just wanted it to be festive. You know, it's it's a spooky time. I love spooky shit, man. What about you? What's your favorite scary movie, bro? Um, I hate scary movies. I hate. Oh my I hate God. <laughs> Honestly, this podcast like, is over. <laughs> so I'm watching The Watcher on Netflix right now with my girlfriend. That's about as scary enough. Oh my God, dude! It's so good. Honestly, dude, it was. This is how good it was. Okay, I went to Nashville last weekend or two weekends ago, and then I got fucking. I don't drink, and I hadn't drank in like two years, and I just got peer pressured into getting hammered for two days, and so I was so hungover, and I felt so bad. And I came out, I was like, I just want to watch TV for like an hour. I'm gonna go to bed. I need rest. And then as soon as I turn this watcher on, bro, I stay up for six or seven hours. I I just binge the entire thing. I was like, I couldn't get enough of it. Knowing that it was a true story, I got drawn in so heavily. I'm not all the way done yet, but well, no, there's no conclusion. I'll be honest, the end of the series is just like every episode. You're just left wondering what the fuck happened. I don't mean to ruin it for you, but it's funny. Dude, I I had a few theories. I, I want to be careful because I don't want any spoilers, but I have a few theories going. Okay. Um, one of them, I think, I think it could be Dean all along, which sounds crazy, but it makes sense. What other one are you on before you say before you go any further? The, they just got divorced at the end of the last episode, so, so she like fourth fourth episode. There's seven yeah. episodes. You're like yeah. a halfway, a little more than halfway through. Yeah. Okay. okay. Another thing, I think that the uh, Theodora, whatever her name is, the uh, the PI, the black lady, I think she is working with the the uh, detective. If you haven't seen The Watcher, this is probably so boring. <laughs> I'm just describing my. I uh, no, it's it's so good though. People at home, if you guys haven't seen this, go yeah. watch the show. It's incredible on Netflix. Um, it's, it's terrifying. Been, it's so scary because this guy gives up everything he has. To, yeah. to 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 make a better life for his family and it's just the american dream gone wrong man it's so fucked yeah. up it is crazy it's scary it's so it's like you need to like if you watch it before bed you need to have a palate cleanser after you need to watch some stupid <laughs> shit after you, you can't just stand go up or something yeah, go watch Gillian Key's new special yeah exactly <laughs> have you seen that? Have you- i have it's, dude, yeah, what the hell is going on, dude? Like that was one of the this is one of the best stand up pieces, and and not standalone stand up, obviously, but it's just one of the funniest things I've seen in a long, long time. You know, and they did it all like they. It's so crazy that you. It was such high level stuff. It looked like anything that's come from any of these other big sketch groups like Key and Peele or SNL or whatever. Like the production was so so good. The skits. Or sketches or premises were obviously hilarious like i don't know man it's it's incredible they i don't get one. one oh my god bro, <laughs> oh my god, bro. <laughs> yeah and that's like straight from stand-up like that's well i actually listened hilarious. to a, a f- episode of flagrant and uh i think shane gillis was on there it might have been flagrant but i think that shane gillis said he was ex- telling that joke it was like a one-liner and he told it to mark norman or something like that and norman was like dude that's a fucking like that's a movie or that's like a I don't know if it was yeah. normal, but it was like somebody in the business that he told it to like offhandedly yeah. and they were like, You should film that. It was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. And they were right. It was it worked perfectly on the screen. I don't get why like a uh like more um advertising agency is like a uh doing commercials. Why you wouldn't just hire like 
sketch Gillian Keeves or any comedians to be like, okay, write me basically like a sketch for my commercial, like Super Bowl commercials or something. I don't know who they're written by, but I don't think it's like stand-ups. Wouldn't that make so much sense? Like everyone's trying to make these words. I think that's because that's our world. So we know that it would make sense because we see that, that it gets a few million views, but like on the overall bigger picture, like, uh, I don't think stand-up is, is as mainstream as we want it to be. Like, Rogan is yeah. mainstream, and it makes it seem like everything is that now. I think that that's, there, there's just too much politically correctness and too much, there's too many advertising dollars out there for these companies to, like, risk it with people like us. Sure. <laughs> like, I always forget how uh, niche stand-up still is because it's, it seems like it's, like, well, it's so much part of your world. You probably, yeah. in mine as well, it's hard to look outside of that that narrow perspective sometimes. But you're because there's people, that, like, so. there's people that like I would be like so excited or like nervous or pumped to meet that most of the world has, they've never heard of them. They would walk right by them. They don't care about them. And that's just so crazy to me because I don't know, like other celebrities or people like that or like athletes or uh, actors and stuff, everyone everyone knows who at least that is by name or like you know if you, everyone would know who lebron james is if he was walking past you or right. if you said that you met him but there's still people like as big as tom segura is that if i was like dude look at this picture of me and tom segura this is crazy they'd be like i don't know i don't know who that is i was doing a show in like bfe somewhere some hobunk town and there was a guy who was like segura's doppelganger and, mm-hmm. uh, and we like me, myself and the other comics walked up to him and we were like getting pictures with him because it was funny and we were like dude you look just like tom segura and he's like who's that and we're like because he was telling us he was a huge comedy fan he's like i watched yeah. him all the time you guys were great and we're like dude you look just like segura is that people tell you that all the time and he's like what the fuck are you talking about see like that that's insane yeah that's so crazy you're fucking twin, bro. even myself there's sometimes people that will be like because as the channel's grown like there's more of an international audience some some videos like people will comment like why don't you ever talk about or cover this and this or so and so i'm obsessed with comedy i've never heard of still some of these people so even myself like inside of it it's just such a broad range too of comedians that there's people that i should probably know that i've never heard of especially like overseas comedians or in the uk and it's like i i don't know about it like that's i thought i knew most of these successful like comedians that's what i'm trying to well there's there's your door to the future bro maybe a second channel or maybe some uh some follow-up videos with like uh i don't know ricky gervais or like jimmy carr and those guys have podcasts over there i'm sure there's a whole atmosphere like a whole uh how do you say um ecosphere of things that we're not aware of that you can probably pull in a lot more fans from across the world and I was, I was just listening to Mr. Beast when he was on Flagrant. I seem like that's the only podcast I watch is fucking Flagrant JRE, but and two bears, um, yeah. and yours. Uh, but um, what was I going to say? So essentially, uh, yeah, Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast, channels, yeah. yeah, Mr. Beast was on there, and he was um, he was just attesting to the fact that after they started doing like um, dubs in different languages for their videos, that's when they really took off and started getting into the billions of views because you know only like six percent of the whole world or maybe like 10 percent of the world speak english so i feel like you know and and even less people know about america seven billion people so it's like if you start getting into those other countries and those other niches bro i think you could really be successful with that too not to tell you what to do i just was no that's a great idea she told me to tell you (laughs) i love that and it makes sense it definitely worked but i don't know like 
I should I should like hire someone from the UK or like the the reason I think why Joe Pearl is able to work right now at least is because I know like I I love this world I'm you know I'm up to date on these guys I but I already was like I was already fans of all these podcasts before this so I don't know I don't know what the hell I, I would be saying if I started talking about like these UK comedians I'd have to either study or hire someone to give me some intel or tell me what clips are good because I'm just I love that idea dude of you branching out and having like a Spanish uh fucking version of it and yeah. a UK version of it this saying this is saying that we have 10 minutes left on the recording here so we'll, we'll cut it soon but I love that idea bro because it's joke world right I think you build something oh, yeah, that is true. greater than you and you're already realizing that now and then you know 10 years from now five years from now I really hope that this all culminates bro and I also hope that if stand-up comedy is what you want to do for a living I hope that works out for you too because you're, you're a really cool dude bro and I think you got a lot of big things happening for you and you know your success is coming for a reason so super happy to talk to you today I, I appreciate that that was um that means a lot to hear and uh I thank you for having me on and uh promoting the channel and saying those nice things about the channel because I I mean I hope so too man it's uh yeah I one day I would hope that joke world can be you know a staple brand of comedy like if you think about sports you think about sports center when you think about comedy I, I hope people one day will just automatically associate joke world with that so but yeah thank you for having me on this is a great conversation and let's do let's do something in ohio soon we're gonna do that bro it's cool that we're from we're both ohio boys i'm glad to know that um and yeah it was great talking to you you people thank you so much for watching this go down to the bottom and hit that subscribe button go follow joke world on instagram and make sure you follow their youtube channel he has some amazing videos i'm not even kidding make sure you go follow his channel Dude, thanks so much for talking with me today. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cut this out, and I'll talk to you soon and send you these links and stuff. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Ciao, brother.